It's October 22nd, the year 2010. This is Final a TV program about Worcester.
All right, so we're here today with the Freelance of Finance here in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, so what is going on here, guys? Well, Michael. As the Feelines of Finance, we'd like to... We'd like to welcome you. Thank you for coming. Hey, no problem. I, w I wouldn't use the mic because I was probably going to blast out the microphone. Or. We'd like to welcome you here, Michael. Yeah. Because we are billionaires. Very concerned billionaires. This is one of the more expensive concerts I've ever seen here. There's $10,000 bills, just like confetti. Money means nothing to us. We've got billions of it. It's all from you guys. All of it. Well, we'd like we'd ask you here today because we'd like to explain a few things that we're very concerned about as billionaires. Uh, we consider ourselves good citizens of District Three. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're very concerned. So uh, that's why we asked you on here. Well, uh, so. I don't know. Do you got to, can you uh, can you sort of briefly introduce yourselves and what you're doing here? <laughs> My name is Ruby. Okay. We're the uh, billionaire bank execs who wrecked the world's economy not too long ago. Yep. Good job. Gambled and lost <laughs> billions. Uh huh. <laughs> and the best part is, we got our pals in Washington to bail us out. All right, very good. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Woo! Sorry for any confusion here on this. We handed out a lot of money, so. <laughs> well, so um. I don't know, I mean, this is a different era, right? I mean, it's been a few years since all that stuff happened. Everything's sort of shaking itself out, and uh, I don't know. Something like that, right? Huh. No way. <laughs> Aside from Section 716 of the Financial Reform Bill, which stopped all the <laughs> fun, <laughs> we used to have swapping loans. The Financial Reform Bill is filled with loopholes. Our behavior will be exactly the same as it was before. <coughs> Our cronies in Congress help to make sure the regulators can't hold us responsible <coughs> for anything we do, because everything we want to do is still legal. We cannot be held responsible for the messes we make. <coughs> so why would we change? <laughs> Why would we change our personal fortunes made of billions of your dollars? We're never in, even in danger at all. We are even able to use some of that wonderful stimulus money to grant ourselves some f fabulous bonuses. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Why would we change? We're not gonna. I feel like yeah. I'm on an episode of Batman. That's right! Look at my new golden litter box! <laughs> you may laugh, but it's paid for by you! <laughs>
And look at my new scratching post. <laughs> All right, so uh, explain to me again why you guys are on this show. To tell everyone that they should help keep us rich, 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 by voting for the Republican Marty Lamb in the midterm elections. His lamb chop plan is exactly the sort of policy that keeps pussies like me rich. <laughs> Rolling in dough just like this. <laughs> Hmm, that's right. We count on Republicans like Marty Lamb, wimpy centrist Democrats, and right-wing independents to come out in support of policy that helps us keep your money in our pockets. A vote for Lamb is money in the bank for fat cats like us. So, um... <laughs> So, can you can you explain to me, can you explain to me uh, why you guys are I don't know so frustrated with Jim McGovern? Shh, don't even say his name to fat cats like. <laughs> McGovern is terrible for us rich guys. He actually cares about creating jobs rather than rather than letting people. Just buy their, just pay for their monthly expenses with their credit, credit cards and stuff like that. We also want to say that above all, nobody, nobody, nobody should support Wisconsin Senator Russ Feingold <laughs> by going to his website, russfeingold.org, and contributing to his campaign. <clears throat> Feingold has been our biggest enemy for years. He tried to stop us from tearing down safety measures like the glass Stegall <coughs> and Stiegel. And he knew <laughs> the financial reform bill that just passed was weak and refused to vote for it. Oh, is that right? Well, well then. You see, Mike, for years now, we've had this scheme going, and here's how it works. Yes. We billionaires and our cronies in Washington have managed to convince people that our billion-dollar bank accounts are directly related to their own personal freedom. <laughs> yeah, and every time guys like McGovern or Feingold come along and try to regulate the banks or hold us responsible for the messes we make, we just cry socialism and scare conservative America into voting on our behalf. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it sounds like you guys have uh, have it all figured out here. Yep. As long as people vote for Lamb and people like him, we've got it golden. We're gonna sing some songs about it now. Well, thanks, guys, for sharing your uh, your opinions. Um, if there are supporters of Congressman McGovern who'd like to come on the show or additional Lamb supporters, email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com and we'd love to get you on next week before the election. Yeah. Without further ado, some more punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. For real. Let's do this. for President 2048.
out to do a quick television show. You want to go over to Ed Hyder's because they have a street light? Do, or do you want to go to this place? Let's go to this place. Ed will get mad if he sees us taping outside his store. You have a confetti on your coat. I have a confetti and beer on my coat. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I just I just wanted to, uh, I don't know. I just want to say I'm really glad that we were able to get, finally get some Lamb supporters on the show. It was nice. It makes things more, things are more well-rounded now. Because, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I see a lot of things beating up on Marty Lamb. I get a lot of Facebook messages. I get a lot of, and it's like, so on the one hand, like, maybe he's his own worst enemy. But on the other hand, I kind of feel like... I don't know. I kind of feel like the same way whenever I see people beating sure. up in the Inner City Times. Yeah, it's I was just banned like from Marty Lamb's Facebook page this week. You were banned from. You're no longer his Facebook friend. I, well, I, I'm still friends technically, but I'm not allowed to post on his Facebook page. You're a silent friend. Kind of hurts. It stings. Well, yeah, this was nice. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row now. I have absolutely no idea what just happened to me. <laughs> this is pretty good. Well, we're gonna go back in there. I just wanted. To, I, this actually fits in though with something I just wanted to comment on this week. And you're, you're Dem- Brendan Malkin, Dem- Democratic operative. He can answer this question for me, which is. So, like, this election, I've basically been, like, primed to feel like this is going to be, this is a Tea Party year, this is going to be a big year. Like, Worcester Magazine, remember remember that cover of Worcester Magazine where they had that article, where they had, like, the, the Republican challengers and then we did, like, a fold-in of them? Yeah, they all, all, they all kind of look the same in that they drawing. Peter Blue, yeah. Yeah. They had, together. I was looking at the, the web version of this, and the, head out, the headline was, this year, even McGovern's in trouble. Yeah. Now, there was no information in the article to make you understand why they said that he was in trouble this year. Why do you year? need information like that, Michael? Well, I guess I guess all I just wanted to say was like uh, I don't know. Like, so like today, and but in fact, McGovern's not in trouble. Am I right about this? Uh, well, in terms of if we're going to call the elections based on wins and losses, then no. <laughs> but I mean, there are there are bigger things than that, right? I mean, like, right. when you in, in a campaign cycle like this, it's really the same kind of argument that we make with the city council, right? Two years uh, isn't really long enough to get much done. When you get elected, you just go right back to campaigning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't win with a wide enough margin, then the fear of and this goes for any congressperson, not just Jim. The idea is if you don't win by a wide enough margin, then you're essentially lining someone up to run against you in two years, when it's nice to go be able to go, say, four years without having a, uh, a another vicious challenge on your hands. So, the, so, so you're saying that McGovern will be busy campaigning over the next two years if he doesn't if he beats Marty by, because like, like at this point it looks like he, he's maybe he's going to get two and a half times as many votes to slam. It's certainly twice as many, maybe two and a half times as many. And you're saying the closer he gets to two and a half times or three times as many votes. Yeah, well, I mean, typically in, in any congressional race, uh, even if you don't have a challenger, it's still a 70-30 split between you and nobody, right? I mean, that's you don't get 100% of the vote when you don't have a challenger. You still roughly, you usually have roughly 30% of the, of the people who just don't vote, you know, they leave it blank. Right. Um, that's in a good year, right, when Although you McGovern, don't have a challenger. According to the New York Times website, McGovern has gotten like 99% a few, a few years. His has have been ex- extremely high because like he's literally extremely popular in the, in, yeah. in, in the district, right? right? Yeah. So for him to only get seventy percent or seventy-five percent in this election is a real drop for him. It could be, yeah. I mean, right. and, well, and again, what it really ends up doing is it, it, it lines someone up for the next cycle, which you know, as a congressperson, I don't think you want. I think you'd like to have more time to actually get work done, not to feel safe, but to actually get work done and not feel as though you have to be constantly campaigning. What do you mean it lines someone up? You, you mean somebody looks at that and says, if you, hey, and somebody looks at that and says, so if Marty Lamb can get, if Marty Lamb can get 30% of the vote against McGovern, you know, like maybe somebody, somebody who could actually could get 35% without trying, and so I'll try and I'll beat him. That right. I, that I think is the fear that someone would jump up with, with uh, that that that, uh, that thought process. This seems this seems a little bit game inside the game to me. Not to be cynical. <laughs> By the way, I'm really happy that we had a lot of suit wearing on the show today. I feel like we're, we're raising the... Mm-hmm. Raising you get a little something right up over. I got, I got PBR and confetti all over me here. Um, 
I guess the other thing I just wanted to comment on as far as things things that were things that I feel are trying to trick me into thinking that these elections are more exciting than they are or yep. closer than they are is that on uh, on Sean Sutner's electionette blog yes which I guess is it is to an election blog what a kitchen is to a kitchenette or it is to anyway <laughs> that's what I don't know why they call it electionette exactly on his electionette blog one of that part of the part of the the mandate on there is it talks about how central Massachusetts is a key battleground this election. Right. Is it actually a key battleground? You're you're campaigning for yeah. a guy. Hold on. Sorry. So how 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 in a place where the highest profile election is going to be like, you know, it's going to be a 70-30 blowout on a bad day for the well, incumbent. Well, I, what I mean is just Worcester there? County. And, you know, we have uh, increasing population here in Worcester County, and there's also shifting of voters in, right. in Worcester County, more so than you have in other places. Right. So the real contests tend to start falling in Worcester County, even if you're talking statewide races. Right. Um, the, uh, most of the unknowns, like unenrolled voters and what have you, new voters seem to be cropping up here in, in central Massachusetts or ah. Worcester County as a whole. Uh, so most of the work, or a fair amount of work, on all of the large campaigns is being done here in, in central Mass. Right. Essentially, if you can't win Central Mass, you know the argument is you can't win the uh, the state, or you have to win Western and uh, you know the Boston and the Exurbs by such a wide margin that it wipes out anything that happens in Central Mass, which so is mathematically near impossible. All right, fair enough. All right, I still don't really understand what we're talking about, but I'll watch this episode. I'm back making again. it all up as I go on. <laughs> I'll watch this episode usual. back again and figure it out. Um, it's like 40, it's like 30 some degrees it's really right now. Really cold. It's better than being in the woods for some reason, though. Somehow being. <laughs> On a street. The concrete warmer. is still radiating heat from the day. From last summer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you want to go back inside? Um, yeah, something or, like that. Or I don't know. I mean, I, so I guess next week we'll talk about the, the U.S. or the, the state rep race. Is there any other race that's worth talking I mean, you're, you're working on a race. We're not going to talk, talk about, about that about one. Is there, a race that's, is there any other race that's interesting that we could talk about next week? Um... Yeah, I mean, the sheriff's race is still pretty exciting. I mean, because we end up with redistricting as a result of uh, the, you know, the, the numbers that come up from the census in Massachusetts. Um, the likelihood of us having a central mass um, congressional seat lining up with the old county seat and the sheriff's seat, that sheriff's seat becomes kind of like a power play uh, for uh, lining people up for uh, low-level elections in the towns, in, in the cities and towns. Uh, so if you if that goes falls either Democrat or Republican, you can almost rest assured that there's going to be a large base of support that starts feeding new candidates into the town and um, city election processes for either party. It's all about subtle political analysis on 508 this week. Other side of the road. And it's smoking. It's smoking. Let's go back inside. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm not going to stop the camera yet. No, you're going to keep going? Is this car, will this car stop for people in the crosswalk? It will. Look at that. Evidence. Good driving in Worcester. Hey, you go back inside. I'm going All right. See you next week. I'll see you later, man. Take care. Take it easy. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching the show this week.
Alright, two more songs. You guys have been really fun. The songs for Pat Scully. Pat Scully! Yeah, whatever. One, two, three, four. The other day was my head. Alright, you dropped my head. Now it's me. Let it get dry. This song is the last one I'm going to play. And it's about America, but it's about somebody else's America. Not our America. Not your America. Definitely not my America. But just think of how it could be, you know? Just think of how it could be. You know? You know? You know? I'm being serious. I feel this way. Wait, wait, wait. I'm being serious. I feel this way. Okay.